0: The following presentation was recorded by View Digital Media at the inaugural Southeast Linux Fest in Clemson, South Carolina on June 13, 2009. For more information about the Southeast Linux Fest, visit southeastlinuxfest.org. I actually um, am actually going to be building a live CD. And so we were trying to build that live CD this morning. I tested it. It worked out great. So I'm going to boot that live CD to start with. And then I'm going to build a live CD from that. So how many of you guys are Fedora users right now? I I hope to actually convert you all by the end of the night, um, or end of the day. So um, in general, what we're really going to do is we're going to spend some time talking about what's called a Fedora remix. Uh, The concept of a Fedora remix is basically we want to take the current Fedora distribution, or any distribution that you have, if you will, if you like. These are 100% free tools, so you can take them and rebuild your own custom distro from it. We're hoping that when I get this booted up, I can actually show you how to do the tools, how the tools work. So um, how many of you guys have done custom distributions before? Can you talk a little bit about while we're waiting about what's unique and special about Fedora? What's unique and special about Fedora? Um, everything's 100% free. That's like the number one thing. We have four foundations we talk about. Um, Freedom is our key, our key element. We talk about how freedom is important to us and why, why actually Fedora is free is we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to use the tools that we have. Um, we talk about features. We are usually the first um, generate, generating new features, and we're out there trying to, to be an upstream to everybody else, and we give back to that community as well. We always make sure that they're available and they're free. Um, we also um, have uh, friends, and that's actually one of the really important parts of our, our components is that we actually have a lot of friends that we, we work with, and I really enjoy a lot of the guys that I hang out with. Uh, Greg De Konigsberg, in the last uh, talk just next door, was talking about the OLPC, and, I, and he and I have you know, kind of made a cool friendship over time. Paul Frields, who's going to do our keynote tonight, uh, he and I are good buddies. He said to me this morning, you know, I walked out of the hotel, and he's like, All right, give me a big man hug. This is Paul. So we have a lot of good friends as well, and and we also um, talk about first, and that's the first in in certain areas. We we really want to focus on how we're the first in doing certain things. Um, There's a lot of cool programs out there that we've written. There's a lot of cool uh, society, a lot of cool community that we actually try to excel at. Uh, How many of you guys have heard of Fedora Community? Anybody? A few of you. Okay. So we actually just released a hundred percent free community uh, tool. Basically, it's a look into all the different parts of Fedora, and eventually we're going to make it so that it's really easy to you know log bugs and look at packages and this sort of thing, all in one interface. And it's really uh, automatable in that way. Did it work? So I'm going to talk about um, a tool called uh, LiveCD ISO or LiveCD Creator, which is the very first one we'll talk about, and it's a f- simple Python script that builds an entire uh, distribution using um, the Anaconda tools, um, SquashFS, and, and several others, including Kickstart. And then we'll actually talk about how to build um, a live, uh, or I mean, excuse me, an install set as well from a tool called Punji. Punji is uh, a tool out there that's available uh, for building DVD sets. And then um, Revisor is basically those two tools with a GUI front end. It has a lot of configura- configuration options on the command line as well. All right, how many of you guys have a, have a computer? And a browser. Because I actually have these slides online, and you're welcome to follow along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it that way. <laughs> this is even more fun. So we're going to do it that way. If you go to fedoraproject.org slash wiki presentations, and then you go to the self section in the uh, Fedora Remix. I've done this presentation like five times, so I can like ad hoc most of it. Yes, fedoraproject.org slash wiki presentations. So if you go there, that'll um, work for you. So as, as they said, my name's Clint Savage. I have a website called sexysexypenguins.com. Um, you're welcome to visit that anytime. If you don't like the word sexy in your logo, you can put fedora-tutorials.com. Um, as they also mentioned, I'm the Fedora Regional Ambassador for Mountain West uh, Section, which is uh, Utah and the mountain region out there. I live in Salt Lake City, and I run the Utah Open Source Conference. And so basically what we're going to talk about is how to build your own custom distribution from Fedora tools. Uh, What you can do with that is you can say, okay, look, um, there's a website out there called fedoraproject.org slash wiki slash remix. And for those of you following along on your laptops, um, you're seeing basically the same thing in a PDF. Um, And it's based upon Fedora. And the idea here is that we want to give out 100% free tools. So everybody out here, you can download these today, you can use them, you don't have to use it with custom Fedora, and that's one of the great ideas of the Fedora Remix, is that you can take this and you can build your own, but there's this concept of a spin, which is a approved version of a Remix that has 100% free software that's board approved by the Fedora Project board. Okay. Then there's this remix, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the remix in a minute, but the idea is, is that you can take and build any application on top of this and make your own that you like. You can take selected updates. So, for instance, last year, uh, or last month or so, we've had a lot of updates to the Fedora 10, right? And you maybe you wanted the latest and greatest thing on Fedora 10, and you wanted to show it to your friend. And so you took the the Fedora 10 uh, repository, and then you took all the updates that were available, and you spun them into a, a, a remix. Or you can do like security fixes or or whatever else that you want. You can also do your own customizations. So, so for those of you who um, enjoy certain types of non-free software, I'm not promoting that today. However, that is possible. There is a, a repository out there called or a a release called Omega 10. It was created uh, by a gentleman by the name of uh, Sussmit, and he's out in India, and he's a pretty cool guy. And he built this um, Omega 10, and it has a lot of the, the non-free components in it that Fedora doesn't permit. And so we want to be able to, to do that sort of thing. If you want to do that, you can. Say, for instance, you have your own custom theme that you want to create. So you build this custom theme. It's really neat and cool, and um, <clears throat> you put it together. <laughs> this is awesome. The lamp life is ending. Um, kernel modification, or one that I'm really interested in is the kiosk mode. So, for instance, at Self, wouldn't it be great if you, of course, you don't have to pay for anything or anything here, but if you registered and you wanted to get your badge with your own name on it and you went to this kiosk and you typed a couple keys and you hit enter and then it printed the, the thing up for you. Let me try hitting. All right, so you can take the, some existing technologies. One of the existing technologies that we can take is Anaconda and the Kickstart component of Anaconda there's a customizable uh, kickstart script that comes with a package called spin kickstarts. You can actually install it from the Fedora project, and it actually provides, let's see if we can get a terminal here. There we go. Anybody read that okay? Okay. Um, I usually run this as root, so you're gonna get to see root there. Okay. So there's these kickstart files in here, and I already have an, an ISO that I created earlier called hurlo-remix, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, my nick on IRC is Hurlow. Anytime you see Hurlow online, it's probably me. I have a customization that I've built on top of some of these kickstarts. So I'm going to show you the, the constructs of a kickstart. They have some kickstarts like the Fedora install Fedora, or yeah, Fedora install Fedora Kickstart is for the DVDs. So I don't know why they named it that, but that's what they named it. They have a Fedora Live Base, which I'm going to use for my live CD. And then they have, I I built this one called Remix Customizations. I also have one for my Utah open source conference kiosk that I'm working on. And so that's one that I can build and customize. And there's an application called Xguest that does that for me. So let's go ahead and have a look at the Fedora Live base just for a second and talk about what's in it. Let me go to the top here. So what you'll see is, how many of you guys have seen a kickstart before? Okay, so a fair amount of you. If you haven't ever seen a kickstart before, this is an automation of installation. This is how they do a lot of installs. Um, in standard um, Red Hat systems and and Fedora systems. So you'll see the language, you see the keyboard, you see the time zone, this sort of thing. And we can modify this and customize it. So I live in in Utah, so I'm going to want to put mountain, or mountain time, right? And that's where I live, so that's the the time zone I want. You guys are here in the eastern time zone. Luckily for you, that's the default, so you don't have to change it. You'll notice that SE Linux is on. They do a bunch of things like that. And then I've got these repositories right there by my cursor. So I've got one called Released, which I actually make a file repository. And by the way, I recommend this. Make a repository locally on your system. Because if you try to download this over the Internet, uh, it could take days, most likely. Um, I downloaded the entire repository, and then I build a, a custom repository from that. I also have one called Updates, just so I can get the latest and greatest stuff. And I, and I uh, rsync that uh, on a regular basis. You can also do Rawhide. You can kind of see it there. Let's turn the syntax off. So there's the rawhide thing at the bottom. And then we have a list of packages, things that we can install. Now, each of these are defined in an XML file. So base, base X, core fonts. There are groups of packages. And I can list all these sorts of things. I also install the kernel and uh, memory test, because I like memory tests. This actually comes with the root. Now, the ones with minuses, removes. So it takes those packages away. We want to build a CD that's approximately 700 megs. So we don't want something that's huge. So we take and make these sorts of things... Down here, um, a little further, we have a bunch of packages they remove for cleaning up. And then they have some scripts that they do at the end. And this is called a pre- or post-script. It's things that get run at the end. And this is actually where they add the live user and this sort of thing. So I'm going quickly. I apologize if I'm going quickly through all of this too fast for everybody. But you're welcome to follow along. These are all available. Um, Spin Kickstarts is the RPM that you can get this from. Let's see what else is here. Okay. So that's great and wonderful, but I want to do my own custom re, um, configurations, so I'm going to go into the Remix customizations that I made. Now I'm going to change up the the, comf- the conversation here for just a minute, I'm going to get you guys involved. The way I'm going to get you involved is, I want some packages that you guys want to install yourself. So they have to be in the Fedora repository, right, and they have to be free. So the ones I've chosen so far are Inkscape, Nautilus Open Terminal, I love GVIM, and I'm a big vim man so for those of you who like emacs you can you can offer that up who wants to suggest some packages ruby, ruby? we can do ruby do you want like uh, ruby and ruby gems rails and stuff like that alright python's already installed by python default three. what's that one python 3 I don't think it's in the repositories yet might be we can try you want to try it it'll tell us if it didn't work any others did I spell it wrong it's an x huh yeah what was that one? Spell that for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just do those, and that's a good list. We've got, what, 10 extra packages now. Okay, So I've just added, and I've made a spin um, that I've done, and it's considered a remix because, well, um, it's mine, and I've customized it the way I want. But if I wanted to, I could actually take this to the Fedora board, and I could say, can you approve this for me? They'd probably say no, because it doesn't have any real... Benefit anything above and beyond the standard uh, repositories, but it would work. So I've done that, and now I want to actually start a remix. And the way we do this is we actually go ahead and run a command, and this command is um, called live CD creator. Okay, live CD creator, and then you specify a config file. That kickstart file we just looked at, that's the kickstart file we're going to use. So let me go ahead and do that really quick. And here's the command that I run. So I'm going to talk about all these options for you in just a second. Beware, and if you guys saw it in the slides, it's space hungry. It likes lots and lots of space, okay? Probably two to three gigs of disk space. So be aware of that. Uh, the other part here is you'll notice I have things like cache. I don't want to download the packages over and over and over when I'm testing a, pack- uh, testing a, a build. So I will put it into this repository directory, basically. And I also have a temp directory where it actually builds the ISO. And so those, those two uh, options are there. And then at the end, you'll notice I named it Herlow Remix. Okay? So that's the name. And so I'm going to start this up. And while I start this up, it's going to build myself an, a full file system. And then it's going to go through a process of downloading those packages. Luckily, they're on my machine. Once it's done that, it will actually go through and build an ISO with Make ISO FS. It'll squash it and then create a, a, a physical ISO for us to use, which is pretty cool. The order's up to you. And that failed. Look, Hilifax is not available, so let's fix that. So Hilifax, you're out of luck. While we're waiting for that, let's go ahead and continue our conversation here about... So as I mentioned, it's it's uh, very resource-intensive. We also have uh, how big you want it. So this really interesting question, size doesn't really matter, it says, right? So why is that? right? So we can also take the live CD and we can put it on a USB. So you could make a 2-gig live USB if you like doesn't have to be 700 megs. But if you want it to be on a CD and distribute it that way, you can. Now, I mentioned earlier we're going to talk about Remix a little bit. One of the things about Fedora Remix is that you can actually take this custom repository stuff, build your own repository, put some non-free stuff in it, put some stuff that you think is useful that's free in a repository that you like, and you can build a custom Remix. We don't have to ask Fedora permission. But what you do have to do is you have to say that it is a Remix. You have to use these little... You see these little things down the bottom right-hand corner that say Fedora Remix on them? You have to actually label it if you're going to distribute it. And you have to label it with one of these. You can use any variation on them. There's a hundred of them. I'll show you the link once we get done with this, with all the different things. But you can actually label it. And it's a legal issue um, where Fedora says you can't use our logo unless it's under these circumstances. So it's because they they don't want to um, hurt their brand and that sort of thing. So we're really interested in that. But if you want to distribute it, please take this code and do it. Let's see where we are in the, in the distribution component here. Oh, it failed again. So Python 3 is not in there. So it was fun. I, it's an experiment I'm trying, and that's cool and all, but too bad. Okay, so one of the things that's interesting is we can also take that and build a live, live USB, as I mentioned. This is the command that you do it with, live ISO to disk. Now, as I mentioned, this is all available in the live CD tools, uh, RPM. And so you just run the command. You say, I want to run this as root. So that's what the SU minus C says and then I want to run that command I can actually set up what's called a persistent overlay the persistent overlay basically allows me to take what's on this disk and not erase it okay so if I have two gig disks which is what is in my hand I don't erase what's on it it'll actually let me have persistence where I can actually store a piece on there like say you know another gig or something and I can actually store configurations and other extra files okay so it's non-destructive as well so let's see what's on this disk really quick while we're waiting uh, for that to happen. Uh, there's also a tool called Live USB Creator. Live USB Creator is a GUI tool that allows us to create a, a live USB as well. And I'm going to go ahead and show both of those while we're waiting. see where we are here. So it looks like that might actually work. Um, so here's Live USB Creator. So what you can do is you can actually browse online over here on the right and get any of these uh, packages. Download them automatically and put them on your USB. So if you want just some standard you know, Fedora 11 live CD or something like that, it's really easy to grab. Fedora 10's there, Fedora 9. Or you can go and grab one that you want. So if I wanted to go and get my Herlow Remix, which we're going to build, it would work just fine. And then you just specify the device and how much persistent storage you want. Now we can do that same sort of thing with the command line, as we mentioned. Um, so it's like live oops, CD ISO to disk. It's like this. So I mentioned this earlier. So you can say, for instance, I can format the disk. I can set the MBR if I want. And then I have an overlay size. And you set that overlay size to whatever you like. You can also have an encrypted hard, uh, home dra- uh, directory by default, which is nice. And you can set, say don't encrypt it if you don't want it to be. And then you specify the ISO. And then you specify the disk. There it goes. See, we're building the CD. So it's actually downloading the packages and installing them in this temporary directory. That temp directory we talked about, it's building the ISO inside there. So it's downloading them all in there and installing them. So one of the other things we can do is what's called Pungi, which is building live, or I mean uh, install DVDs. So Punji is available to you as well. Pungi works very similarly. It actually builds DVDs, though, and it has several stages. You can actually build just the, like the uh, kickstart part, or you can actually go through the entire configuration and build an ISO. You can also split it into pieces. So you can say, I want six CDs instead of one big DVD. And it also works off of a USB you can install from that as well. So is a nice little tool. Let's actually um, move on to the next things for a second, and we'll go back to it. So as I mentioned, there's no split media, no source. If you want the source code, you can get that. So it's pretty interesting, too. And that's kind of fun to play with, and you don't have to get the RPMs if you don't want. And it has a caster as well, similar to the live CD. Uh, again, P- Punji is very, very uh, demanding on your disk. It uses a lot. so Be careful with that. And you can add packages or take them away as well. Cobbler, uh, how many of you guys know what Cobbler is? Okay. So Cobbler is an automated install system, uh, works with over the network, that sort of thing. Cobbler takes advantage of this uh, tool, Pungi, to build CDE ISOs that are based upon distributions that you've already built. Any questions so far? Okay. Yeah. Sure questions, actually. I presume that your repository is RPM only and using Debian. Yeah. If we have Debian available, you can install and use Debian. It, the, reason, the thing is, is you've got to understand that it's using Kickstart as the technology, right. but there is a support for Kickstart in like, Ubuntu, for instance. They use a thing called Kickseed. So it's possible. I don't know how much work there would be, but it could be done. Okay, the second question is you keep talking about, obviously this is doing a lot of disk uh mm-hmm. Does this have to be a local drive, or could I throw it to, say, an iSCSI? And have it- as far as I'm concerned, you can do anything you can mount. Okay. Uh, like I, now, Yeah, uh, I'm sure I could do it over iSCSI. It wouldn't be a problem. Recently, I've gotten to play with some more iSCSI stuff, and I haven't been able to do that before, so it's been kind of fun. Uh, there is actually one tool that does both of these, though, and that's called Revisor. I'm going to show you Revisor here in a second, and I'll do Pungi and all that fun stuff as we go to it. But the thing about this is that you can actually build a live or an install CD or DVDs from Revisor. It's built by the Fedora Unity Group. Uh, they're actually a, a, a SIG, or special interest group, of Fedora, and they've been around quite some time. They do um, F-Paste and... Uh, the Fedora Unity or yeah respins—they do about three months in. They do a respin of all the updates for you. And you can get it at fedoraunity.org, and they do a great job as well. They have a simple GUI mode and a very configurable CLI. It's very very powerful. So I'm going to turn this on and I'm going to show you guys that, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So let me tra- show you Pungi first, since we're here. Pungi looks like this. It's pretty uh, long, as you can see. So if you're interested in pungi, you can say, for instance, I want to name it this, I want it to be this version, I want it to be this flavor. And one of the things you can do is you can actually, I believe, base it on another one. See these stages at the bottom? You can say, for instance, I don't want to do anything but up to the create repo stage. So it'll actually just test that part, which is very nice for building ISOs, that sort of thing. Let's see what else we got here. We got a reviser, which is really, really nice, another great tool. Um, Revisor is a GUI, as I mentioned. You can do dash dash help and get all the command line options if you're interested in it. Um, but it looks like this. And you can just go ahead and click Get Started here, and you can choose. I want a DVD set or a CD set. I want it to be optical live media, which can be USB as well with the uh, Live CD Creator tool. So I can click this, and I can click Forward. I can choose from configurations, and I can choose from repository uh, defi- definitions that I want. So I want an F10, I386. Looks like they haven't updated it to F11 yet. It will be, uh, stored in SRV Revisor and here's the packages that I want. I can also add repositories to it, which is neat. So if you have your own custom repository, you just click it and add it. And you specify your kickstart just like you do in the command line version of Pungi or Live CD Creator. And then, uh, you create it. And it'll go ahead and load the repositories and it'll fail. I'm not gonna let it do that. And that will, be, and then you'll just hit commit, create when we're done with that. So hopefully this will actually die. Let's see where our build is. So our build is going along. It's at 666 of 1,039 packages. And so in a couple minutes here, we should be able to see it start building the rest of the, this, the CD uh, stuff. Let's see what else we got here. How much time do I have left? Five minutes? Cool. I'm on time, because like, we're going to be way ahead. Even with only 30 minutes to present, we pulled this off, because there's just questions left, I believe. We'll, we'll let it run here for a minute while we talk about anything you guys want to talk about. Yeah? Question about that to creating a live? The live CD ISO to disk, is that what you're talking about? or uh, well, That's the script that does that. Be, is that creating a live, uh, bootable live? Yep, and and on this uh, CD I have right here, I will actually do that in a couple minutes. I'm just waiting for it to finish. So, well, but the fact that it's live, if, if I reboot, it yep. it go back? Yeah, in just a minute, I'm actually going to do that. I'm actually going to go through and reboot. So we've got about five minutes left, and hopefully it'll finish. If not, we'll kind of stick around and like, pretend that we're done and uh, try to finish it anyway. Okay. It totally builds under a USB, and then I can reboot that, and it like, boots right up in the live environment. Right, but it's in the live environment, so if I save stuff in it and reboot it, that stuff is gone. Not unless If you have that persistent overlay that we talked about, you can do that and save it in there, and then it doesn't go away. So even configurations don't go away. Anything you want to save, you save it in that persistent overlay. And it also has that home directory, which you can keep it in there as well. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I didn't quite understand it. Okay. So the persistent overlay part? Okay, so there's basically there's space on your disk. Say you have a 4-gig disk, right? And you want to be able to put a little bit of file space available so you can store configurations. Like Say you like um, Pigeon, as an example, right? And you want to store your Pigeon configs in there. So you, you go ahead and boot up the system, you launch Pigeon, and then you just copy the, the Pigeon configs in there. So next time you reboot, when you come back up, that persistent information is still there. You go into that directory, you pull it off and copy it back. Can I make my whole home directory the persistent? Um, home directories actually are already included. If you notice up there, there was a home directory section. It's a very small partition, but you could link it, or simlink it, or something like that, or run a simple script off your persistence that would mount that automatically or whatever. And I thought you were also Sorry, didn't mean to No interrupt. worries, we've got but plenty of time. You were talking also about building multiple live CD versions and putting them on a single device and sharing this persistent. Technically, we could do, do that. that, yeah. Okay. So so your home directory configurations are, can be persistent, uh, I believe, automatically, but the um, persistent stuff like in, in Etsy or whatnot, no. Global configurations are a little different, so you'd have to store them um, there. Like Things like GNOME configuration or KDE configurations would work that way, um, and I've seen that work. You can sort of cheat... Right. I mean, persistence is, the whole point of persistence in this case is so that you have a way to access documents or things that you want to do. The, the next revision of this presentation that I want to do is I basically want to take, put all of my notes and everything I do on, the, on that persistence, boot it up, install a couple packages. In fact, I will probably want, um, I have like 30 seconds left. I'll probably want my uh, presentation to, you know, to be there and all my configurations to be there. I just run a command and I'll have my kickstart already have built that and I'll build a live CD from building a live CD, which is kind of cool if you think about it. You can actually build an environment that then you can build an environment from. It's pretty neat. So I guess I'm out of time, but if you guys have any more questions or whatnot, we can talk for a few minutes after, and uh, they're going to probably open the doors and that sort of thing, but we'll keep this up here as long as we can and so we can finish this off, and I can reboot into a live environment for you. Any other questions? Yeah. Is a small partition. Yeah, that's basically what I was saying, absolutely. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. You take a Bash RC, like you said, and run a little script and have it mount the right partitions onto your persistent overlay. That would totally work. Any other questions? Oh. I have one quick one. Yes, is it, is it possible to do a live CD from, say, your currently installed system? That's what I'm doing right now. Okay, so if I set up my email client and, say, FTP client and several other things that will be built into the lab? No, you need to tell it in the kickstart. So you say in the kickstart, go in there, and you're saying base upon a specific. And you can actually do that with LiveSee. You can say base it upon a particular ISO, but you can't do it, like you can't do custom configurations like that. You'd have to put them in. Right, right. Like you're specific with all the packages and configurations that you have. You can't base it on that yet. There's not a, a way to like just copy that in there. That'd be neat, though. Well, if you does that, like I said, I, at the moment you can't, but you know, feel free to hack. It's 100% free. Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. This work was recorded by View Digital Media and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, share-alike version 3.0. For more information about the Southeast Linux Fest, visit southeastlinuxfest.org. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net.